1: On this episode of MTP, we talk about how the Patriots have once again become a force to be reckoned with in the NFL, how Matt Nagy still has a head coaching job with the Chicago Bears, and we'll take a look at the big shakeup in this week's Power Rankings. This is Missing the Point, episode
0: 97. Happy Thanksgiving!
1: Alright. How do you wanna begin this? Uh it's this this
0: episode of television via the ears. I like that. Uh, well just like that. Welcome to Missing the Point, everyone. Uh, as DK just said it, television for your ears. Uh, <laughs> I'm the real BK Bob Kelly, that's DK Sizzle, as always a producer, Craig D'Alessandra Um probably so, we'll just jump right into it. Probably the weirdest two weeks of football uh, that I can possibly remember. It's been a weird season. Yeah, the past three weeks, man, have been just wild. but No one's teams. good. Yeah, <laughs> no, literally, they're, they're, no one wants to be the best team
1: no in the No one's NFL. terrible. I mean, there's a couple of people that are, a couple of teams that are terrible, but like the usual suspects. But like the one, there's, I remember a season like this. Do you remember, this might be a deep cut for you, but do you remember the soccer season where Leicester City won the league? And everybody was, like, talking about it because, like, they were, like, not good. Actually, it was, like, 2018, 2019. Yeah, it was right around that. there. It was maybe, maybe a little bit before that, actually. I think it was, like, 2015, maybe. I don't know. I I can't remember. It all blends. But I, especially post-pandemic, my time dilation is just completely fucked. But, like, the reason why they won the league, and it was, like, a nice story. But the reason why they won the league is because nobody was good that year. Like, everybody else fucking fell off. So And, like, not to take away from their accomplishments, but, like, they haven't won it since. And like, I think that might be this, this season might be in the NFL might be poised to have a fucking weird team win the Super Bowl because like maybe the Cowboys, I don't know. I could see it. I mean, I know they're coming off an L, but like someone weird I think is going to win because everybody at the start of the season. Now you don't think like this now, but everyone at the start of the season was like the bills, man. Holy shit. Like they're fucking scary. Like the chiefs, the fucking Bucks, like, like the dark horses that are now emerging as the dark horses, we're not the same dark horses we had at the start of the season. And like, it's, I mean, it's been kind of fun to watch because you can actually watch like neutral games and it's not a foregone conclusion because there was a couple of years there where like every time the Kansas city chiefs played a team, they was, they were pretty much guaranteed to win, which kind of gets boring, you know? So it's like, now you get to see tune into tune into games on like Thursday nights. And it's like, there's no really like dud games. Like really, you know, it's like, especially right around now in the season when there's like bye weeks like for all the teams, it's like, Oh great. The fucking, or like the what I always call the all-time worst game, like the Steelers are pay- playing the Ravens. Like it's a divisional game. Like you guys are gonna love it. I'm like, yeah, I can't wait to watch it. Be like six, six to three. Two. <laughs> <laughs> it's like someone gets a safety, another team gets two field goals, and then they like shake hands and all go home. But it's like, I think like every every game has been interesting. Like every time the Titans, uh, I I think are gonna win for some reason, and then they don't. They lose to weird teams. Um, like, I know they have a, a big injury, but then, like, they won games
0: that I didn't think they were going to win after that. It's, like, it's, it's been fun. It just seems like no one wants any time... So this, this leads right into the Cowboys. Anytime a team has a chance to really take a grasp on that number one spot, every single week, it seems like that team blows it. Um, And, and this week, that was, unfortunately, by Dallas Cowboys. Um, so after seeing uh, the Titans get embarrassed by the Texans at home in Tennessee, which is the worst part about that of all teams too, because like I would have said they were the worst team in the NFL going into that week. The Texans, week. absolutely. Yeah, them or the Lions it was close um, but Cowboys going just playing absolute dud, man uh, uh, I kind of saw it coming uh, this is the first game Dak Prescott has played without Amari Cooper in about two years, and I don't know if you guys remember pre Amari Dak Prescott but this is kind of what it looked like every once in a while where he was just off for some reason, missing throws. Um, and I feel like with Dak, once the snowball starts, it's hard to stop it, which is kind of scary for our future uh, prospects here. But it's weird though, isn't it? Because like I feel like his ceiling,
1: his ceiling to me is like, not a Cowboys fan, is like very high. And like yeah. I feel like I watch him play in high profile games like like the Chiefs game and he performs if you know correct me if I'm wrong but I feel like you know it's like when they played Tampa Bay at the start of the year like he was mashing Brady throw for throw which isn't a good strategy when you're playing Tom Brady but like it was still impressive on an individual level watching Dak do that so I thought I was was a little surprised that he didn't kind of come to play like he played exceptionally badly in that game and I'm a little surprised he didn't come to play
0: considering the stage what, what happens with him is he gets happy feet in the pocket too where once he starts to get rushed man he takes so many bad sacks and so many fumbles. That's and he, like he, he, a rookie thing that he needs to get rid of, though. Yeah, like,
1: there's no excuses for that anymore. Like you need to just have some fucking pocket presence and awareness, you
0: know? Yeah. And I mean, like I said, once it started going downhill for the Cowboys, I mean, once we start missing penalties, once once there's things that that happen out of the Cowboys control, they let it get in their head for some reason. Again, I think that goes back to coaching. I think we're a joke. Do you really? I
1: feel like, wouldn't you be happy with him right now? Okay.
0: Yeah, listen, I'm more happy with Dan Quinn. Um, I think the defense sure. played great against the Chiefs, considering, you know, the Chiefs are supposed to be back. We only gave up 19 points after, looking like we were going to get shredded all game. Um, it just, like I said, the Cowboys had a chance to me to really stand out and, and show that they are the best team in the NFL because they beat the Chiefs on Sunday. We're sitting here, we're having a conversation about why aren't the Cowboys the best team in the league? You know what I mean? That's absolutely the cover. And and we can still have that conversation, but listen, two out of three weeks now for this offense, they've laid absolute fucking duds. Two out of three weeks against the Broncos. I think they had the great game against the Falcons, which isn't saying much. uh, And then they come back and lay a dud against Kansas City. Again, like I said, it's without Amari Cooper, without CeeDee Lamb for half the game, without, you know, Randy Gregory without Demarcus Lawrence, like the list goes on and on and on. Yeah. All right. So the Cowboys are very banged up. Um, and, and I don't, was I don't want to make excuses. They, they, they should have showed up better than they did. Um, I don't think it's too much of an indictment moving forward. If we lose, if we lose to the Raiders, if we lose to the Raiders, I'm in full panic mode, full panic mode. But as of right now, not quite yet. Let me ask you something because I want to go back to what you said about McCarthy because.
1: It's it's strange to me that you say that because to me, the Dallas Cowboys identity as an organization, and this is not me giving you shit. It's just my observation over the last few years. The Dallas Cowboys identity is to get almost to the precipice of being elite and falling short. And I feel like, you know, I've seen them at NFC Championship games to like do exactly that. And I did last time you and I were on a show together. I did say they had kind of like Atlanta Falcons 15 and 1 vibes where, like, there was kind of holes that you could see as you were, like, uh, on the offensive side of the ball. I think defensively, I think they're, re- like, they're still very solid. Um, but on the like offensive side of the, the ball. ball, yeah, and, like, you know, Stefan Diggs's brother, which is, is still hilarious to me that that became an actual thing. Um, <laughs> but, because uh, I really made funny the first time you said it, like, two off-seasons ago, where I was like, yeah, Tom Brady's cousin. <laughs> it's like, let's just invite the whole fucking family. It turns out he's really good. <laughs> uh, but uh, But, but McCarthy, like, isn't he exactly the kind of coach you would want with, when you have a kind a franchise where the jersey is very heavy? I, I feel like uh, there's some weird sort of atmospheric pressure in Dallas where even though they haven't been the top of the pile, they have this mentality, the Jerry Jones sort of mentality of like, we should be top of the pile. Like, let's be the best team. Let's be America's team, blah, 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 blah. And I wonder if that pressure as an organization sort of bleeds down into the players and the jersey becomes very heavy to wear because there's you know there's maybe a lot of pressure in the atmosphere in Dallas and it's not necessarily that the the head coach's fault creating that environment but I think McCarthy might be the exact type of guy to lead your team through the playoffs because I've seen him do it first off and like you know as much as like he goes him and Aaron Rodgers had their big falling out and like you're not going to credit mike mccarthy with aaron Rodgers' success it's just like never gonna happen it's not a tom brady bill belichick type situation but he's a pretty calm guy and like i think he can handle pressure pretty well especially if you're winning in at a franchise which and this is like i'm not even sure this is going to come out of my throat but like in a franchise as large as the green and historic as the green bay packers he knows how to handle that pressure and it's in dallas it's a little bit more manufactured that pressure you know it's like if you go to an organization and there's no offense but if you go to an organization like Green Bay that pressure is is authentic like the fans want you to win because they have a history of winning like the the, the organization wants you to win because they have a proven history of winning over the last 20 years that's not necessarily the case in Dallas I wonder if he c- can be the one to manage you through the playoffs because at this point you're a playoff team right so you just need to start thinking about what your playoff, I mean, unless you capitulate worse than any fucking team in the history of the NFL, which like, I would not put it past them. I would not put it past them again because of this manufactured pressure that Dallas has. But I wonder, is Mike McCarthy the guy to kind of go, all right, everybody, take a fucking breath. Like it's going to be fine because you always see them crash out in the first round because that pressure gets to them, you know, or like we're losing games in the playoffs. They shouldn't lose because that pressure gets to them. And I wonder if McCarthy, as much as you don't like him, maybe as a, am you know, I'm not sure what your specific grievances with him are. Like maybe it's his, uh, maybe it's his, maybe it's, what is it? What are your specific grievances with him? Like as, as a coach, is it play calling? Is it, is it a. A general yeah. sort of like, oh, you know, remember when he should have gone for it, but they punted in Green Bay.
0: Is that is that the problem? Like, what's the what's the problem? So it's two things. Um, so first is time clock management. He he might be one of the worst. Every in the coach league. is bad at that. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. That seems <laughs> that seems like a league pandemic at this point. Um, the other thing is inconsistency with those fourth downs. That's one thing that does drive me crazy. Is like there's yeah. certain times when you're like, bro, go for it, go for it, go for it, and he punts it, and, and it's just. I don't
1: know. It could be worse. You could be the Bears and you go for it all the fucking time and you have like the worst conversion, second worst conversion right on fourth downs in the NFL. We'll, we'll
0: get to the worst fourth and one call I've ever seen in my
1: entire yeah. life. Well, you know what the that wasn't it wasn't even the call's fault, but yeah, sorry, go ahead. No,
0: so uh you know what hearing your hearing your well thought out um good. Uh I I actually you kinda of want me over with that because you know, remember that that Packers year, the the relax year. R E L A X, relax. We are going to be there at yeah. the end of the year. And then yeah. they were. Um so yeah, I mean, hearing that and hearing the winning mentality that the players say that he brings to that team. Listen, I he just seems like such a buffoon on the sideline sometimes. It seems like he doesn't know what's going on. Um, but hearing your explanation, man, you know, being someone that faced him year in and year out when he, he was playing Chicago, you always had that feeling that McCarthy was going to be able to 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 take that team to that level. I know a thing or two about the guy. And I think that I always, you know, I think that there's like, um
1: there's something to be said for like a rival fan base. Like, what are you scared of? You know? like if you if you were a Dolphins fan for the last 25 years you know exactly what Tom Brady can do to you like you know exactly what it looks like you know exactly when it starts to happen you know you know you just know you know and it's it's that's the way it is so if you're watching another fan base like go through it you can be like listen here's the deal this is what this looks like now a lot of that stuff is is Aaron Rodgers stuff and I see you know he's still just it depresses me to say he's still doing that shit to the bears he's he's an elite quarterback you know he's one of the best to ever do it um i guess but the the, the mike the mike mccarthy thing i had to like, throw that in there huh?
0: yeah it's <laughs>
1: just hard for me to talk about like this but like I, i'll do it i mean it is true um but the mike mccarthy thing it's like she man was like if a man does not have the sauce then he's lost but the same man can be lost in the sauce that's kind of what it, you know, that's kind of what it is Love for me it. with Mike McCarthy. It's like, I think if he just, it sometimes he goes a little bit too far. Sometimes he goes a little bit over the top. He makes kind of straight, he gets, he gets a little obsessed with the Mike McCarthy narrative, but I do think the Mike McCarthy narrative is there for a reason. I do think, you know, I think I, I would shudder to think what the atmosphere in Dallas Cowboys stadium would be in a, in a, in a first round playoff game. If you guys went down by two scores. I really Oof. would because the Dallas Cowboys fan base is is a traumatized fan base. So I've, many pocket buttholes,
0: man. So yeah, many pocket yeah, buttholes. It just yeah. is what it is. And I and the
1: <laughs> thing is is like I know I know across football, across all sports. There's a there's an atmosphere of a winning team, a team that knows that they can do this shit and that helps the team. And but there's nothing worse that can undercut a team's performance than than the uh, the home fans getting nervous because they yeah. don't Boo or yell, they get fucking quiet. So <laughs> that's so it ends if you if you're the other team, you've come into the largest fucking stadium ever built, like it might as well be on the moon. You're and you quiet that crowd, that's huge for you. So like I wonder if Mike McCarthy is the guy to sort of be like, This might happen. Like I've been in I've been in these situations. Like I've done this at Lambeau Field, I've seen it happen. Like, don't worry, hurry. Playing your game, keep playing your game especially when you have a defensive team, which, I'm as we're all still shocked to say, the Dallas Cowboys now are and a ball hawk team, a a team that can go get the ball. You're all momentum. When you're a team that that relies on takeaways, you're all fucking momentum. So you're going to suffer losses like this. You know, if you can't get it going, if if your offense isn't doing it, they keep fucking your momentum up and sending you back out on the field or like, you know, three and ounce or whatever it is there's no way for you to win a game. So yes, you can be stifled. Yes, it's incredibly fun, but yes, you can be stifled. But if you have a good head coach, like he'll get that offense sorted out, you know, like he'll, they'll, they'll go back to the drawing board. Like he has, like Dak Prescott's not a fucking rookie, you know, he can, he can figure. Yeah. I still think they're a playoff team. And like we said at the start, like nobody's good. So it's
0: like, they're still right in the race to like just emerge as the best team. And that's, that's where the positives come from me is exactly what you were saying. It's the defense did show up in this game. Micah Parsons was an absolute animal in this game. He's always okay. good. That's the right. thing. You have definitely consistent defensive performance. Yeah, and they did force turnovers, and you're exactly right. When we first forced those turnovers, uh, the Cowboys ap- absolutely just gave the momentum right back to, to capital every single time. And, so and it you, is. You're right. So as soon as that started happening, I knew this game was over. A couple positives that come away is Cowboys have three losses so far this season. Two of them are or two World champion, the Chiefs Super Bowl runner up by combined, I think it was thirteen points between them. Um, yeah, so so like when you look at it it's that way, removing the context of, of the Chiefs not being that team anymore, they
1: might be now though. You never know. They might they might be back.
0: Right. Uh, you know, uh, they they are in first place, so we can't hate on them too much. They're back in first place, so like as much as we're gonna the shift, go into that real quick. Is I wasn't buying the shuffle when they were when they beat they beat the Raiders, right? And everybody was like, oh, yeah. are they back? Yeah. And I was like, nah, I and then don't they buy either. So that's a good question, though. And then they only put up 19 to the Cowboys in a game where the Cowboys were begging them, begging them to put up 30. They're points not doing the thing, though. And he was right. still. They're exactly. still not doing the thing. That they're still they're doing that switch, right? Mm-hmm. Where with well, so last year, this Cowboys Chiefs game, if this is the Chiefs from last year, it's 28 to 7. Thirty-one to it's the Cowboys you know? from three weeks ago. You know, I, I'm not so sure.
1: They're you sure. know what I mean. So it's like if you know if so you can you can apply that from the text both ways. Like, I I think to beat a Chiefs team like that, you had an off week, but like that's how you beat the Chiefs is you take the ball from them. Like you have to keep the balls out of their fall out of their hands. And like the and yeah, they might not be doing that thing anymore. But like if they're if they don't have the ball in their hands, they can't hurt you. It's the same same thing where it's like you're probably not going to beat Tom Brady. But if you are going to beat him, you need to keep his ass off the fucking field. That's like, right. that's the only way to do it. Same thing. The game plan was there. The sauce was there, you know, but like you guys just got lost in the sauce.
0: I love that reference. love it. <laughs> um, Uchi. So, you know, what? We'll, we'll move on from the Cowboys. So I'm just sad talking about that. We, we, we got another game coming up Thursday. Thanksgiving week. This is yeah. the boys week. This is what we do. We come out on Thanksgiving week. We, perfect, so, perfect time never coming off right. a loss you know it's right. like fuck it
1: let's get right back on the horse you don't have to wait an extra you know it's just like we want to play again we want to redeem ourselves perfect yeah. time
0: to have a short week and i do see Dak having a huge game on thursday i do yeah he's be um, fucking better it's bounce back so, time. so what, what do you want i mean we could talk about listen the titans going down to the Texas use of a loss I, i've seen it while i know they're beat up man i know but listen this was in tennessee there's a reason they dropped fucking eight eight spots in the power rankings because you cannot lose to the Houston Texans at home. You okay. can't do it. All you right. can't, and, and listen, if Derek Henry comes back, yes, they, they they do have a shot to be a different team. Goals and um they've never released AP today. So McNichols and Devon Deontay, not Devontae. Deontay Foreman are just not scaring anyone. Ryan Tannehill is your quarterback and you have a beat up AJ Brown and uh, Julio Jones and might not come back for the rest of the season so to me I think the Titans are uh, I think this week against the Patriots we're going to see if the Titans are frauds or not I don't think that they
1: could have been in the position they were in when Derrick Henry went down if they didn't have a lot of other good players other than Derrick Henry I think the the bounce back they had from his injury he, of to be expected because it's like oh let's rally like you can you can you went, ride you the way very, that momentum um for like a couple of weeks, but then at the end of the day like their offense is built around that guy and it, it, you know it's like when uh David Montgomery went down for the Bears it's like you can just find another five foot one guy to the like schemes he's a good running back but it's like you know you can find another guy to go do that and you can like accomplish your game plan which is I guess to lose but the uh, Derek Henry's irreplaceable so it's just gonna show and i think that combined with the fact that like there's we we're, we're a little used to seeing uh, Owen 16 seasons now and i but I, we have to remember how incredibly rare they are because there is uh, like a certain level of professional pride in these football teams and like there's a couple of good players on the Texans like i know you just listed off like the saddest fucking roster in in, in history but like you know, Brandon Cooks is good. He, he always he's been having big weeks. He's on my fantasy team. He's it's pretty, but at the end of the day, like it's pretty much anybody. Anybody, hands, anybody can Ty, Tyrod Taylor's all right.
0: He's not bad. Yeah. He had a good game.
1: Yeah, he's not. But like uh, the at the end of the day, like anybody can have a fucking an off week. The Titans were fucked anyway. I think they were fucked anyway. I really do. I like, yeah, they had a couple of weeks of good momentum, but I think they're already fucked. It's not the end of the world. or It's not like the the
0: most shocking thing in the world that I've ever seen. It's like, yeah, they lost their best player. And so first, a small rant about a holding penalty. I've been saying this for weeks, man. For such a ticky tack judgment call by the refs, it is such a game-changing penalty. And it drives me absolutely crazy, man. It's to me, holding should be five yards max. And- the fact that it's on, 10 the eat, the right, out, the, on the end of the play right out at on the end of the play on the end
1: of the play why does it have to negate the go whole back fucking
0: to the play? Big, bro it's wild to me how how monumental in motivation or not it's motivation uh momentum changing a holding penalty really it's, it's it, too fucking big it changes the courses of games one yeah. holding penalty it's crazy yeah. um,
1: there's also i mean I, I agree with you on that and i also and i don't have the answer for this but i i feel the same way about pass interference and I know they're trying to figure that shit out. Like, I really can see them trying, but fucking pass interference calls can really make or break you. And like, nobody really knows what pass interference is anymore. Because I swear to God, there was all of last season, the whole turnaround and look for the ball thing wasn't a thing anymore. And now it's a no, thing. Now it all
0: sudden, it is. Yep.
1: And it's just like, I can, you got to just be consistent with this shit. Like, for example, like, if this might be a good segue into the Bears, when we lost because of a fucking stupid pass interference play by, A defender on our team. Like, it was so obvious. It was so unnecessary. It was the most, like, they should play it as a highlight of, like, this is what pass interference is. Like, he, he, he pulled out his jersey and then he put his arm around the front of the guy's torso and pulled him back. And the worst part was the safety had dropped in and was about to play the ball. He didn't need to do shit. Like, the the safety had the ball all day long. He ended up dropping it, but like, doesn't matter. He was going to play, he was the only one in that field that was going to play that ball. So the pass interference just boggled my mind. It should be, I think, a, like a like a an egregious or nothing penalty and i know that sucks and i know that sucks for like put it in the air like big wide receiver plays and like i the cornerbacks and the safeties are already at a disadvantage like it's just fucking harder to do that than it is to play wide receiver like it's just you're, you're reacting to, to the fastest most athletic people on the planet like making cuts and it's cuts you have no idea like it's a big open field the fact that a lot of these cornerbacks can stay on these guys is so impressive you got you got to. It's got to be egregious or nothing. You got to let them hand fight. You got to let them jump. It's just it's too much. It, the refs need to just
0: just back off a little bit. With that a good shit. way to fix it is to do it like college, man. It's not a spot foul. Fifteen yard penalty. You know what I mean? Get I feel like you could manage,
1: You could you could tactically foul then. You know what I mean? Like, that's, I think, probably their thinking. Like, you could tactically be like, fuck 50 it. 50 yard pass. That to tackle
0: the guy. Up, yeah, yeah, it's like, fuck yeah.
1: it. We can, like, we'd rather, let's rather eat 15 yards right now than 45. You know what I mean? It's like, that guy's definitely yeah. going to catch that fucking pass interference. You know? And I I think the reason it can be a spot foul in college is because, like, there just isn't as, as much guile in the game and the speed isn't as much. So it, they're just not going to figure out how to do that.
0: And it's also more of a gentleman's game in college. I feel like the stakes are a little lower. <laughs> you know what transition right into those bears man i can, I can feel it i can feel it on your tongue the bears have two weeks in a row were just absolute heartbreakers, heartbreakers. man heartbreakers, and, heartbreakers. And, and and in both cases matt they, they even have an average head coach i think they win both those games so you know what go ahead have the floor I, I completely understand your dismay. I've been here before, so I got Yeah, it. there's two there's two
1: types of, of bad coaching. There's two types of, of ways that bad coaching manifests itself in a game. There's very obviously bad play calling, which we suffered through for the first, let's say, five or six weeks of, of the Chicago Bears season. And it sounds like you've suffered through with the Dallas Cowboys also. And then there's the more sinister type of how, how bad coaching affects a football team, which is, all of a sudden, you're like one of the more penalized teams in the NFL. And the penalties aren't, oh shit, Like that was a bullshit holding call. Like Those happen too. But it's like too many men on the field, again? Too many men on the fucking field? Are you fucking serious, Matt? You can't count to fucking 12? Are you fucking 11. serious? So, all good. It's just like your schemes, that means your schemes are shitty. And like, I don't know, maybe it's the defensive coordinator. The whole fucking coaching staff needs to
0: go at this point. It's it's, just, you can see the players have given up on them. They just got to go. But Do you know know how you know that you're just done with this? Because there's supposed to be 11 men on the field, but 12.
1: No, I mean, you can't count to 12. You can't go 12. There's just 12 guys. You come the fuck off. That's what I mean. It's like, you can't, you can't like, if you can count to to, if you can count the amount of guys that are supposed to be out there, you should be able to tell there's <laughs> one more fucking dude out there. You know what I mean? It's like, wait a second, the I just big, counted to big ones two
0: beats in a row, right? Uh, yeah, and it's just yeah. like, bro, like
1: that is fucking, and like I feel like the Pittsburgh Steelers have been like coached that way for years and like gotten away with it because they have like some of the most athletic phenoms and on their offense like that I've ever seen. Like I feel like Mike Tom has been getting away with this kind of coaching for for years, like just absolute sloppy fucking coaching for years. The problem is. It's been the chicago bears the 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 team and the fan base versus matt nabby's ego for the last for the last for this whole season and like part of last season, whatever happened for him to motivate himself to like try to pull his career around, he's decided that like he fucking knows what he's doing and like there's there's some humility missing um in these losses that he's just going down with this ship he's ahab and the white whale at this point, and it's like because it's because he doesn't look like a guy who has an ego i think like he's like you look at him and you're like he's he seems like a humble a nice humble man like he probably <laughs> lost his hair pretty early you know like i'm he had to he had to figure out a way to get girls to text him back you know it didn't just happen for him i, I see it but then you're like ah, oh, you are you're a sinister little fuck aren't you you really just love yourself and this is the matt Nagy show and it's like oh does he is he going to be played? Like, Chris Collins and right Alan Michaels are so nice to him. They're like, I guess he uh, gave away play calling, which is completely normal and fine. It's like, what do you mean it's normal and fine? That's fucking weird. Like, do we, we don't know who calls the plays. Like, <laughs> and it's, like, different every week. And then, like, Bill Lasers calling the plays this week. Like, oh, it's looking a little bit better. It's like, yeah, but, like, then I feel like Matt Nagy's getting involved again once it starts to go well and it's it goes shitty again. Anyway, the most egregious thing that he's done is he's, it seems intentionally int- he seems intent to not get the best out of our rookie QB that's very clearly talented he seems intent not to and he's putting him in fucking harm's way quite a bit I understand that he our
0: killed him this past I week I
1: know I mean like I understand that our O-line is suspect and that we knew that going into the season but Jesus fucking Christ man like you gotta protect that kid he's gonna fight like I just sit him for the rest of the season at this point like the season's over like just fire Matt Nagy. the season's over lose out Get a decent draft pick with three wins. We're not, reco- this season's not recovering. I want Justin Fields to be healthy starting next season with a fucking new coaching staff. That's inevitable. That's the, this, is the, this is the thing that's annoying me about like how we're operating in Chicago is the fan base is calling for his head. Did you watch the game actually? The, the, the Bears game against that we lost to the Ravens? I did watch some of it, yeah. Did you watch that? Did you notice that moment where he sent the punt team out and on fourth and one and the whole stadium started booing him and then he, like, I swear, pretended like his headset wasn't working. And he was like, never mind. We're going for it. And then he ran that play that you were talking about, which the was a direct worst. snap. To the running the, worst. The, wor- the worst part about it was the play was going fine. It was, yeah, a direct snap. You never really want to see that. That's like you press the wrong button. Madden, no, and but like, like, holy like, shit, I'm so, running this so, play. Oh,
0: fuck. Right. Like So the only thing with direct snap that always gets me was like, you have taken all mystery out of the equation. All on right? Right. fourth and one. The running right. back is not throwing a fucking pass. I'm right. sorry, you know what they're doing. So right. it's just it's the most blast. The worst part
1: thing, is right? there was a whole lane to the left open, and he didn't run that way. And again, it's like that doesn't like he's a fucking NFL running back, and I've seen him be good. And, the, and like he's and David Montgomery is the perfect example. When he first came into the team, he was really good. Like he had a spark. He was really doing some shit, and he's gotten worse when. Uh, when Khalil Mack came into the Bears, he was the best defensive player in the NFL, like easily the best defense. It was him and Aaron Donald, and I think he was a little bit better. Now he's like fifth, and I like this is the kind of shit that like he's still good, and like you he, know he's also oh, unfortunately, this, yeah, I know, and, but it's like it's I, but he's it, he's also unfortunately like a, a player where it's like oh well, they're gonna put two guys on him, you know what I mean? So like his numbers are gonna get fucked up from time to time, like whatever, but. Yeah, we're beat up. That's not an excuse. I'm sorry. Your job is already on the fucking line. Like your job is already on the line and like really good coaches figure that shit out. You know, like it's it should be about what the scheme looks like. It should be. There's no identity in that team at this point. Like nobody knows who the leaders are. You got to blow the whole thing up. And like, I know, I know for a fact, you know, how I know I did it in Madden, which is definitely exactly like real life. I just fucking traded everyone for draft picks. That's what you got to do right now. It's, it's too late. There's still some residual value in Akeem Hicks. I know this Chicago fans are like not going to want to hear this shit, but there's still some residual value in Akeem Hicks. There's still some re- residual value in Cleo Mack. Alan Robertson and Justin Fields do not connect, but he still has like a very, like he has a lot of value. To just fuck you know i know we franchise tagged him maybe we i don't i don't even know what the fuck we're supposed to do with that but like or turn him into a fucking completely different receiver or like try and get something for him somehow make him sign sign something but there's not this this team is currently constituted coaching staff included are not the team that we're going to use to um to win a super bowl which is obviously should be everybody's goal um robert quinn you would keep he's young uh, right, and like a couple of other key young guys. Um, but honestly, like it's it's over this. This Tell- whole Ryan Pace, Matt Nagy era is over and you got to just move on and, and have somebody come in and try and stamp an identity on this team. Tell me about how it felt
0: to to lose to. Well, I don't even remember his name. Oh, um, Ty- Tyreek Hunter. Tyreek or Huntley Huntley, right? Huntley, Yeah, Tyre- Huntley, Huntley. yeah.
1: yeah it didn't feel great, Bob. <laughs> Not great, Bob. Um, Sorry. It was inevitable. I knew it. Like, I knew yeah, it. The thing. You could feel the it. The worst man. part was, you know what we did two weeks in a row? And I know this is kind of a punk-ass move to do this, but like I, it's like a little bit of a I play madden like comment. I do think I've seen teams do it. We gave the ball back to the other team bo- both weeks in a row with like almost two minutes on the clock and like they had a couple timeouts. And then we like blew huge defensive assignments. And the worst part is, and like I know we've talked about this, I was literally sitting there next to Leah watching this game going like like before they snapped the ball on, on like one of their big catches, like in their last in their game when drive, I was like, wait, where the fucking safeties? And then, like, I was like, the one Wait, deep, are- the the one deep play where were like yeah. third and I was sixteen. Like, they dropped why why are you safety meddling- back. I yeah, was man. like, all you have to do is just like deep cover right now, and you're there's one safety back, and you got man coverage on this one guy. It makes no sense. Like, it was what third and it was third in sixteen. So I, I, I was bet, like, yeah. you put. I was like, you drop. You you rush one linebacker. You get your fast linebacker on the fucking first down mark. You pull your you pull one safety up to the first down mark, and then you watch the deep threat. That's like football one on one. And mm-hmm. it was like they rushed everybody and they did almost get to the kid, but like and they were we were sacking him a lot of the things. So I guess I see where they were coming from. But like in the context of the game, you got to defend the deep pass. And that's not hindsight. I said it before they snapped the fucking ball. I was like, wait, where are the fucking safeties? Why are they all up there? And then bang, we get hit deep. They just like I don't know. like as much about I shouldn't know as much about fucking defensive scheming as the guy who gets paid to scheme defense defense for the fucking Chicago Bears. So what the shit? what's like how many people fail forward to be running that organization and she's a sweet old lady miss Hallis. when we cut to her on the sidelines but she's a billion years old and and i'm not sure she knows what the fuck is going on anymore so like i don't know i don't know it's a fucking mess chicago's a fucking mess and honestly the franchise and i hate to say this but the franchise is 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 an old one it's a historic one it's got a great fan base and it doesn't deserve that fan base right now because that fan base shows up every week to Soldier Field, packs it out, and they want they give the Bears great fucking viewing numbers every week. And everybody's ride or die with that team, myself included. But every fucking year, it's just it's egregious.
0: It's 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 negligence at this point. So you know how you know Matt Nagy is ancient and just is not with today's NFL. The first two quarters of that game, Fields is in there, the points, nothing. Can't, yeah. can't use that athletic quarterback. Can't get him outside. Can't utilize can't. that athleticism. You can't. Andy Dalton comes in the game. Yeah, and they look like a completely different team. Yeah, Andy because Dalton is throwing for bombs and doing all, all the shit. Bro, but, but it's, it's like, how can you bring a bring an Andy Dalton and look that much better? Because, at, because Nagy and star at the quarterback
1: because naggy th- Nagy thinks that he, we've been playing with our backup qb for the last few weeks he thinks he got his fucking starter right. back
0: it's fucking he, he schemed crazy, in the offseason man.
1: for any yeah. Dalton. he drew up every single fucking play for any Dalton, even though he knew and just like the rest of the world knew fields was inevitable he was inevitable in that in that role and i bet he th- i bet he's sitting around going look how much i was right and he gives us the best he chance did. to win games look how much better he looked Guaranteed. when he was in there And honestly, it was a part of me. I hate to fucking even admit this, but there was a part I was obviously heartbroken by the loss, but there was a part of me that was going like, good, good. That's another fucking nail in your coffin because I know that they suck right. I've been there. You know, I like I know that they're not good. So like that win would have just delayed the inevitable. So it's like just just fucking. And you know what it is? It's now at this point, I'd hate to see him lose on Thanksgiving Day and I'd really fucking hate to see him lose to the Lions, but you lose to the Lions. You got to go. I You're will not. go down there, my damn self. I will fucking drag him out by his baldy fucking head. Motherfucking Captain Picard looking visor wearing motherfucker. I hate that guy. He needs to go. He's got to
0: go. It's bad, man. It's bad. It's really bad. So, yeah, those are good bears, right? Um, <sighs> You you, you deserve it, man. Go you do. It's been a rough season for you. And I've been here. I don't know how it feels to have a coach. So I, I'll never forget. Rooting for the Cowboys to lose just so Jason Garrett would leave town. It's right then. They ended up making the playoffs that year, and I was beside myself. I don't know what the fuck to do. Um, but yeah, no, I feel it. Uh, so, things I want to talk about. Listen, I, I We've held it off long enough. Fucking New England Patriots, man. The, this team. So, in this year's NFL. So, the reason that they're impressing me the most is every single week. You see these teams who are supposed to be the good teams, like like we've like we've talked about the Cowboys, the Titans, the Packers, the Buccaneers, the Chiefs. All these teams losing games they have no business losing. Who's not doing that? The New England Patriots, man. They are the most consistent football team in the league right now, and I don't think there's any doubt about that. Week in a week out, the defense. You know what you're getting from them. You're getting Judon off the edge. You're getting J.C. Jackson. You're getting uh, a Duggar from the safety spot. You know what you're getting from Mac Jones, 75 to 80% completion percentage. You got Damian Harris. You've got these dudes, you got an offensive line that shows up every week. You have a wide receiver core that shows up every week. And you also have one of the best coaches in the league. I'm telling you. As much as we shit on them for the entire first quarter of well, the they season. they two and four. Right. And now all of a sudden they're seven and four. Yeah, and then, well that- I think it's also like you know,
1: some some reporter asked uh, Billy Belichick how come your teams always do better in like the second half of the season or like you always like really improved. And he was like, well believe it or not, we always try to play well. It's like it's such a fucking non-answer, Bill. Like the, <laughs> at the end of the day, like the way he coaches and the way he operates. I mean, yeah, like no surprise, Bill Belichick. No fucking you know non-answer. <laughs> believe it or not, we always try to play well. Actually, I'm like you fucking. I dude. love that answer, it's <laughs> but such like, a answer. But like the thing is, is that like that's a guy who like he's the way he coaches is he fixes problems like he identifies and fixes problems and like if you have a bunch of really big glaring problems he i think it helps him especially with the guys that you know the personnel i think he can go like well this is fucking obvious right everybody it's really easy to to show what the problems are if like you're two and four and everybody sort of has to buy into what you're saying a little bit more because a you're bill belichick and b like you'd much rather be a two and four Patriots that turn into a seven and four Patriots because you've plugged all your holes, than like a like an eight and one team that you know has issues. But like, how are you supposed to tell an eight and one team that they have issues? You know what I mean? So <laughs> it's uh, you know I think it's it's going really well for them and like it like we talked about at the start of this the start of the show. It's like it's such a weird year that like maybe the most on talent, talented on paper team
0: doesn't win this year. And if anybody knows how to win a fucking Super Bowl, it's not fucking cunt that's I saw, <laughs> I saw a meme that said um if there's anything that travels in cold weather travels in the playoffs travels in january it's coaching man and that's one thing yeah. the patriots have yeah they also have that uh they also have the,
1: the their inclement weather wins on lock so we're coming into the time of the season where it's like very hard to play the new england patriots like mm-hmm. there's a lot of teams that play in snow and, and play in shitty conditions but like bill belichick for whatever reason. As, I, mean, I remember when the Bears were really good in like the late 2000s, um, like the 06, 07 Bears played the Patriots, got fucking spanked. And I was like, and it, we just were sliding all over the field. Like we couldn't stay on our feet. Like it was just snowing, like motherfucker. And I was like, I don't understand. Like we also play in the fucking snow. Like it's like, we're also a shit, like the middle of the country, like the most frozen and horrible place in the fucking world. We play right there. But, like, for some reason, Belichick's teams can, like, play better in the snow. I don't know if he's running, like, Coach Carter drills with them, like, making them play in their fucking bare feet in the snow or whatever, and they're just happy to have cleats. But just he does footballs. something. <laughs> he does something that gets, gets him, like, gets him going. And I don't know. I wonder if maybe he was given, like, a lot of rope to that fucking horrible coaching staff he has at the start of the season. And then he was like, all right.
0: Real it. Rearing let's I,
1: do it my way I, now. I, I just don't wonder. I, listen.
0: I don't. I don't disagree with that at all because you know, you're. It, it, it's a different team, right? It, since that Cowboys game, it wasn't really great. Like, that they Cowboys game looked like game. what I thought they were going to look like at their best.
1: You know, like, this year, right? Yeah, agreed. You know, the idea of like if they if they get it together and if like Bill Belichick makes this team play like you could. They, oh, that's like what I was just talking about with the Bears. It's like yeah, there's a lot of talented players, but there's no identity. At least you could see what they were going for this whole time last season, and like this, you know, even when they were losing, you could see what they were going for. And like, he will bring you an identity. And like, that's, you know, you can't, you can't, there's no metric for that. You can't, you can't really like weigh that up because if you play with, you know, Bruce Lee said, I'm not afraid of the guy who pra- has practiced a thousand kicks once. I'm afraid of the guy who practices one kick a thousand times. And the Patriots are sort of that team right now. They're the team that they can do five things really, really well. They've course sort of always been that way. You know, like they, you, do you remember those, like Craig, tell me exactly when this was. But do you remember when for some reason the Patriots could just, Tom Brady could just sling it to the slot when you were in the red zone and you would score every single time. And for some reason, nobody could figure out how to stop it. Like he would just get the snap, like fucking rip it to like Julian Edelman and he would score every single time. Like in the red zone, two point conversions. Like they did the same thing every time and nobody could stop it for whatever reason until they just sort of stopped doing it. Or actually, I think like they got picked a couple of times. Like maybe they figured out the play, but it took forever for everyone to figure it out. And it was like it to me. Like I remember watching it and being like, "What? It's so simple. I don't understand. Just like figure it out. Just like stop it. They do it every single time. Like everyone knows they're going to do it, but it works. So yeah, that five yard out. That five yard out. Remember the out. Yeah. And when they're at their worst, like I feel like uh, one of their lowest points last year was Cam trying to run that same play and Edelman fucking coughing it up right to right to the opposing defense, and like the guy runs it into the end zone, and it's like I guess that plays over." but the you know i mean it's just it's like the stuff the opposite of the stuff i was talking about with naggy there's little insidious ways that good and bad coaching sort of creeps into your into your team and like yeah maybe on paper the patriots aren't the most talented team in the nfl but like he spent his whole fucking career getting guys that he drafted in the seventh round to look like first rounders but he also had tom brady so the question was can he do it without tom brady it's like i mean probably <laughs> it's like why, why 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 wouldn't he be able to i, I guess is the question. Um, I was hoping he was a fraud, you know, just because like he's I not. like to see I like to see my friends
0: in pain, like me, but uh, but he's not. He's a really good coach. So there's a mean? universe where after this week, right, the Patriots could be the number one seed in the AFC. Absolutely, yeah, it's a week. weird season, bro. If it's if weird that season. happens, if the Pats end up with the one seed in the AFC, look the fuck out. I don't yeah. care what their home record is. I don't care the Patriots in January in New England is not a team that you want to play coming from from the biggest Patriot there is over the last 10 years I've I've been to Patriots games in Foxborough in January and that is an impossible place to win the only time I've seen it happen is is when Brady's just off his game or things like that but listen I I don't mean to say that Mac Jones is better than Tom Brady because he's not even fucking close but they're not going to let Mac Jones throw three interceptions in a playoff game. They're not going to let Mac Jones give a pick six to the Titans to win the game. It's just not going to happen right. with this team. This is a, a ground and pound Patriots team. And honestly, those are some of the most dangerous Patriots teams because you're not going to get mistakes off them. Um, and if JC Jackson. I feel like the first Patriots team that we saw right. was like, if that, that 2003 over yeah, again, yeah, man. Like, that's it's fucking so <laughs> aesthetic and if you look so i want to go through the afc right okay so right now we have so fifth place bangles patriots are better than the bangles fourth place is the chiefs Bengals are better than i thought they're gonna be though agreed agreed but fourth place is the chiefs right then They could go right the way way. Way. they can be right. that they can go, they go, way. go either way. way you never know what team you're getting the ravens you don't know what more are getting yeah um, well
1: that's no that's gotten weird right like what the fuck is up with him like, yeah, he, he's like very, very talented. Like, very, very talented. Like, provably good. But is he a weirdo? Like, what's going on there? Like, I know he <laughs> was like sick this week or whatever, but like.
0: He does get he sick. He got
1: COVID five. like three times. Right. Yeah, there's always something weird going on. He needs to go see a gastroenterologist or some shit, or like an ear, nose, and throat guy, or one of those like specific doctors that fix that shit that like an an
0: an auto larinologist. Yeah, somethingologist.
1: Go see (laughs) anologist. Go to the ologist Center and see anologists. But then you have number one team we already talked extensively
0: about, Tennessee Titans. Yeah, they're dropping off. You know, they're dropping off. Those top teams. In a game against the Patriots, I see the Patriots being favored against every single one of those teams. And yeah. I think to me, that is a terrifying fucking thing for the NFL. Yeah. It's gone from beginning of the season, me being able to shit all over the Patriots. And it was amazing. Yeah. It was like, fuck the Patriots, fuck the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. Now all of a sudden it's like, oh my God. I will say Patriots. like, you know, oh, a lot of what that. happened yeah, A lot of the diehard Patriots weird. fans that
1: I know, like my closest friends that are big Patriots fans were like pretty calm. And like, I really thought that they were going to be like Nancy's about it. Like, oh my God, the fucking you know, the, the London is burning because it, that's the same fan base that likes the Celtics. That's the, that's the same people.
0: but For, for whatever reason. How big the is For is
1: whatever reason, like the, you know, I mean, there, we, we've dissected the reasons so like, you know, why this is the case. We've talked about this ad nauseum, but the fucking Celtics lose a game and like there's people Twitter pitch and torches Dude. take a left from Frankenstein house. and I mean, doka should be light, fired after four yeah, games. Lights rid- the fucking TD Bank North Garden on fire. Um, sorry, you're showing my age there, calling it the TD Bank North Garden. Um, but the uh, but the it, I just think like. Yeah, I just I, everyone was pretty calm about it. They're like, "Oh, Phil Belichick, they'll figure it out, they're getting there, you know, like they're building an offensive identity, like they're doing this, they're doing that." I thought it was like a worse. Maybe I'm old and it, it, whenever there was a, there's a QB crisis, your team's fucked in my head, but maybe if, in New England it's different and like maybe there wasn't a crisis there. It seemed like Belichick was just sort of like like we were all sitting around like assholes speculating, Whoa, if Cam runs the offense and does this and then
0: at the start of the season." And then Belichick was like, "I was always going to start Mac Jones. It's fine." <laughs> yeah, was, you say we all there was to me to me there was i never wasn't a i wasn't either on. i know yeah, i either. know you weren't but i know all new england was but there was never if you watch these two dudes play football yes cam has been awesome the past two weeks but you watch these two play football it is egregious for anyone to say that cam Newton is a better quarterback than mac jones fucking egregious yeah he's not it here. has been that way since week one um you he look at the throws the that of, Mac can make. Bill Carolina right those. He is, he is, but, but Cam's not making big boy 40-year-old or 40-year-old, 40-yard back-shoulder throws into the end zone. I'm sorry. It's just not fucking happening. Yeah, I promise man, you, Cam Newton with this Patriots team is not 7 and 4 I can yeah. guarantee you that. He is not completing 85% of his passes. You know, and you can't have a ball control pounded down in your throat offense with a dude who th- completes 50% of his passes. You can't do it. I also you feel need like Mac a Jones quarterback or, like Mac Jones to have this offense. And yeah. He's the perfect guy to run the show. He's, I also he's feel like awesome, Mac man. Jones understands the play the playbook a lot better. I think that yeah. he like. I think Cam
1: was like, yeah, yeah. I get the gist. Like, I just think he's that kind of player. I think he could rely on <laughs> he could rely on a lot of on a he's lot Superman. of. The, on, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, he's a very fucking athletic and very talented quarterback. Like, you can't take that from him. Like, he was very, very good when he was good. Um, And I think maybe he still thinks he's that guy, which I think you should have that attitude if you're a fucking stud quarterback, like you should think you're that guy. But I just think Mac Jones was like, Jesus Christ, I better learn all these plays because he's a rookie and he's like coming in like uh, scared out of his mind. And he's just just like looking at Bill Belichick, who was as old as Bill Belichick is now. He was the same age when Mac Jones was like five. So like, you know, he's just always been an old guy to him. So he's looking at him like, Jesus, Okay, (laughs) dad, like I'll learn all the plays, you know and it's just like and he's like scared and just he he's mold, he's malleable he's moldable like with Cam you got all Cam's flaws like I don't care how good you are as a coach when you're Bill Bill Belichick Cam Cam's going to be Cam Newton and any quarterback his age that's played in the NFL for this long as try as he might to to work out his idiosyncrasies and be a different kind of quarterback and fit the system I'm sure he did I'm sure he tried his ass off I'm sure he gave it everything he got he seems like he's a hard worker but he's still that stuff's in the DNA now. There's nothing you yeah, can do. When the shit breaks down, Kim's
0: taking yeah, it off. Yeah. He's taking it off 100% happen. of that's the what's time. what's going to happen. And, and Bill when the shit breaks down, do yeah. Mac Jones hangs in there, makes the 15-yard throw, and takes the fucking hit. Yeah. Because that's what the system calls for. Yeah. Mac Jones is a great quarterback for Bill Belichick. man. He really... Yeah, right. And you see, you see it now that we've gotten 10... What are we? 11 weeks? Are we 11? Jesus Christ. And it's weeks into the season, and... It's very evident you know what i mean as much as a pays- Mac jones is also very lucky that bill Belichick identified him and then drafted him because like he's very lucky he fell there listen yeah if we go back and do a redraft mac jones does not make it to pick 15 yeah not but like he doesn't he also then
1: doesn't perform as well as he's performed this season if he's at on any other True. team like look at the uh look at look at what fucking Nagy did to poor uh mitch trubitsky you know, and now, like, you know, he's sitting as a backup wherever the fuck he is, and I think he's played a few Buffalo. snaps. He's looked all right, yeah. you know? He's looked all right down at Buffalo, and it's like, I don't know what happens. Like, I don't know if he's good or bad or, like, what he got, you know? But, like, maybe he comes in, and the most important thing for a rookie quarterback is, like, your, your scheme, your figure scheme, yep. and your coach is, like, making you into a better quarterback. Like, that's, you and your coach are going to have a very special, tight relationship where he makes you into what you're going to be for the rest of your career. And, like, Bill Belichick did build the greatest quarterback in the history of the games. So, I mean, you know, it's like as much as like Tom Brady, Tom Brady and who's, who's responsibility was it? Like whatever. It's like, he was a scared fucking, you know, 199th draft pick at one point and Bill Belichick deserves some credit at least for turning him into the goat. I think so. Yeah. You're lucky you, Mac Jones.
0: Congratulations. Yeah. Right. Um, it's enough, it's enough about page rates. You know what I, yeah, as I love those guys. talking to Patriots <laughs> up. They, they can you. go fuck themselves. I have yeah, a question go. for you. Though, right, honestly, I go, go like
1: I, do, I, do, have they retained the fear factor though? Like, are they still like, say, let me give you, give you a hypothetical. The Cowboys emerged from the NFC. They, in a, in a crazy repeat of game one of the regular season, they play that the Tampa Bay so Buccaneers in it. the NFC championship. And like, they fucking, they have a shootout again. And like, you know, you, just
0: you me guys a just happen to
1: have the ball last and Dak makes it happen. And you win the game. And it's like 44 to 41 and you go on to the Super Bowl after like a big bouncing win like that, are you shitting yourself if you see the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl because no. it's the New England Patriots or are you like, oh my God, it could have been so much worse. It could have been the Chiefs. It could have been the Bills. I'm so glad that it's the Pats. Like, well, how are you thinking about it?
0: Man, what a loaded question. Um,
1: I want you to take that, Craig, if you don't mind, take that exact snippet, send it to Mike and also send him Bobby's answer because I know what he's about to say and I know it's going to make Mike so angry specifically so
0: this is gonna so be kicking no i don't because a we've already beaten them um B, the if only version of them no
1: different version of them no. it is
0: it's the same version it was just the beginning of this version same right. version first game of this version um no they don't scare me as much because patrick mahomes is patrick mahomes in a super bowl patrick mahomes so if we're like at fifth grade bass, right the the alligators eating Patrick Mahomes because Patrick Mahomes is greater than Mac Jones. No doubt about that. <laughs> um but but Bill Belichick in a big game will always make me shit my pants. Right. It, it's the same thing whereas Bill Belichick, Mike McCarthy, alligators eating Bill Belichick. So you know what I mean? It's it, it's give and take where I do. It's a very good visual uh, representation. Like that, it was good, husband. right? So I, I, I do think that yes I, I I as much as Mac Jones doesn't scare me in a Super Bowl game because he's a rookie quarterback, regardless how lost he's playing, he's still a rookie in the Super Bowl. Bill Belichick will always make me chip my pants, no matter when we're playing them, where we're playing them, what game it is. He he can out coach anyone else in the league. Where you'll leave that game being like we outlaid them. How is this possible? Yeah. And that's Bill Belichick for you. And that's why I, th- I don't think there's a team in the league when the Patriots line up opposite against them in the playoffs. They're not going to be like, oh God. Right. How, how, how are the, how is he going to beat us this time? And I don't think there's a team in the league that, that isn't going to be thinking that. However, I do think our defense, like they did in New England, would force a few turnovers against Patriots. So I, I still would take the Patriots over the Chiefs. You know, weird. You could you I still would take the Patriots over. i right would be crazy. I think the Chiefs are the only team that would scare me more than the Patriots in the Super Bowl. I really do. It, it, it's I Chiefs- thought you were going to be harsher on the Pats. I really did. I thought you were going to be like, I don't fucking, I'm not fucking scared of them. No, they um, won me over, man. They did. Because, listen, this week, it's huge for them. If they, if Tennessee comes in New England and the Patriots can beat them by like 10 plus points, that team is for real, man. And yeah. people need to be scared of them. I don't know, I,
1: though, because, like, our Tennessee, for real, they lost their best player. Like, I don't know if it really
0: says as much as you're saying it says to me. I think they're like, they're, it does after the how they've worked recently. Six in a row, and then beating the team that w- is the number one seed. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care who who's not on the field, who isn't on the field. Number one seed is eight and three. You know, eight and three is eight and three. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you heard it here first folks you heard it here first bobby says that bill belichick is the
1: chipotle of the nfl he always makes you shit your (laughs) pants
0: can we talk about about. like
1: for like 10 seconds can we just like can we just do a little celtics
0: chat yeah should i do my power rankings first real quick oh yeah i forgot about the power rankings. let's do those so we're getting into power rankings because it kind of is a good segue from the patriots real quick it looks like we're throwing Justin Herbert's a, a maniac. He looked great on Monday night. Can love Austin Eckler, um, bro. Yeah, and Equ- Equ- so Equ- that Eckler, like forty points for me, and like they enabled me to beat your dad at fantasy football when I didn't have a quarterback, and it was pretty impressive. That is impressive. I you <laughs> knocked him out, knocked me above him in the playoff race. So I welcome. appreciate that. You're welcome. Um, you better beat Leah this week. Don't don't no no home cooking, please. I don't need you to be benching anyone. Fuck that dude. Yeah.
1: After that Steelers game, there's no no there's remorse. There's no more cooking. <laughs> there's no remorse in this house. No insider trading going on here. Um, we sleep in separate
0: bedrooms now. <laughs> Her bedroom's it's all, called Pennsylvania,
1: mine's called Illinois.
0: And for the for the most numerous times in the world, it's all Big Ben's fault. Well, yeah, yeah. Anyways. He sucks. <laughs> he sucks at football and consent. Oh, there, yeah, there we go. Thank you. That was the innuendo I was looking for. Coaching. Um n- number nine, Titans worst loss i've seen in a long time um it won't be in the break actually you know what second worst loss i've seen in a long time was a 42 to 15 against the colts at home is one of the worst losses yeah but you can't do that at all you can't lose 42 to 15. (laughs) colts have something
1: about them i got something about them they could be
0: a team next year i really think they might they might be going the right direction um eight ravens listen I, I don't know what the fuck this team is. i really weird. They're, 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 weird. they're so perplexing to me. They lose to the Dolphins, but then they beat the Bears with their backup fucking quarterback. Started to kick. That was but the Bears' fault. That wasn't their fault. The Bears, the Bears did that. They're, they they, so, they had their destiny in their hands. I don't know what the fuck is up with them. So I just put them at eight. There's, they're a top 10 team, no doubt. Well, I don't know how far they can go. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Seven. The biggest dropper of the week besides the Bills, uh, my Cowboys. Embarrassing, man. Only put up nine points against one of the worst defenses in the league. I don't care who's out. I don't care if I love you to death. You need to do better than that. An average game from the Cowboys, it would beat the Chiefs there. To if lay that's, your op- if that's what your offense is, then you're fucked. Yeah, but we're, I don't know if it is. I don't know if it is. Alright, six. Only because they beat the Cowboys. I couldn't put the Cowboys above them as much as I wanted to. We have the Chiefs. Again, I don't know what they are. This, this is a weird NFL year. I don't know what the hell they are. They could be the Chiefs we know and hate once it comes January, we'll see. But know. they do, understandably, yeah. yeah, all year, man, all year. I think they uh-huh. were at they were at one or two to start the power rankings, and they dropped all the way out. Now they're back. Well, That's was going to say. They do
1: have they do have the ability to understandably jump up and down the power rankings very easily because well, up the power rankings very easily because it, in, any day now it's they the can Chiefs. just become the Chiefs again, right? And, you know, it's all the same guys, so <laughs> it's like you literally know, nothing has changed. It's just a Super Bowl hangover. It happens to literally everybody. Like, there's—I uh, no, don't think there's ever been a team that lost the Super Bowl and was like very, very good the following year. In yeah, the I can't think season. of
0: one. I can't think of one. Not even um, the Patriots could do it. They needed a—they needed a fucking recovery year. Every yeah, time. Oh wait. So. Uh, yeah. Uh, Bucks five. Um, they blew out the Giants. Giants suck. Fired Garrett. Clapper. <laughs> um, the I mean, Giants are not good though. Like you can play right, so I mean, coordinator if you want, but like honestly the bucks moved up as a case of everyone else losing um there wasn't anyone in the top five last week except for the cardinals that won so i mean they're still getting the job done you know you can't you can't fault yeah. them for that uh four we talked about it but extensively i just think they're one of the best executing teams in the nfl right now uh new england patriots i can't believe they're at number four i can't believe them saying that considering where they were to start this season but they are honestly the fourth best team in the NFL right now you know and and I really do feel like that because in this year's NFL consistency is key and there's one team all year when they play teams that they should beat they beat that's the Patriots um three Packers they lost a close game against Minnesota I don't know if Minnesota's as bad as everyone thinks I'm really not sure about them um uh, dk you know more about the packers is three too high for them i don't i don't really know man i, I you don't know. I, I can't get you should have dropped them out of the power
1: rankings just because just for the performance of the state of wisconsin this week just like the fucking state he just like set the country back 20 fucking years so like just drop them right
0: out of the fucking power rankings we find That's twice that's twice in the past five weeks the Packers have sent us back 30 years
1: yeah it's um, bad, bad. now i mean they're good they're a good team you know Aaron Rodgers is obviously a good player I'd, I'd hate to see him get a second super bowl especially as he like just like perpetuates the myth that joe rogan isn't fucking mentally ill <laughs> but like whatever you know i fine uh sure they're good they're a good football team It it is what it is i i wish i wish that eyed homeless man would like not win another super bowl but like they do look like they could do it so i hope it doesn't
0: happen i'm i'm cheering for the cowboys more and more as the weeks go on love it love it uh two the best week to ever be on a bye, the Los Angeles Rams. Um, they're solid though. They really they are, are solid. Everyone around the wants. They're the only team besides the only team that I just said this. So they're one of the only teams in the top ten that did not lose this past week. Um, and like you said, they're solid all around. There's there's not a weakness on this team. You however, know, in the wide receiver ha- core. However, go ahead. I will say this. The, who did they play last week before their bye
1: week? I watched that game. Uh, they lost to the Titans, right? They lost to the Titans, right? Yeah. And I'll tell you what I witnessed. Which I've seen a little bit of Matt Stafford on on the Rams, and I've like you know seen the stats and stuff. But I used to watch him a lot more than I do now for obvious reasons because he played for the Detroit Lions, and uh, he's still got all the same problems. And like he he just there's just a new division that needed a little while to figure it out. But like I saw shitty Bears teams get him off his rhythm and have him lose games. And like it seems like maybe they've got his number in that division now. Um, or in you know, just it's sort of in like his opponents in general now that they've seen him in that offense. Mm-hmm. Um Matt Stafford's I, I'd be very surprised if Matt Stafford retired with a Super Bowl ring. I really would. You
0: you you get in Stafford's face, you fuck him up yeah he That's just really I, i'm not
1: saying he's mentally weak i just think that the kind when he's for him to be good he needs to he's a rhythm guy you know like he needs he's a volume shooter you know for for lack of a better term like he needs to just he needs to be hitting he can he'll go he'll he'll complete you 35 passes and win you a game but if he's gonna do that he needs to throw it like 60 times and you, you know what like, of the nfl yeah exactly okay. well exactly it's like if you if you can sort of he's like yeah he's like eddie house you know um, but it's a you gotta get him you gotta get him off his rhythm and it seems like teams are doing that's so what we we're just part is the team best equipped to play against matt stafford is actually the rams defense um and like he has to play you know so he has to scrimmage against them every week so i wonder if that's helping him but like he he looked like the same guy to me last time i saw them lose so we'll see we'll see yeah. if teams can put that together i don't know he i
0: think he's a phony And yeah, number one by default again the the cardinals man um they're, that, weird that,
1: fucking, they're weird as fuck,
0: too, though, still, right? They, <laughs> what, yeah, they're, was like, like I get told you, they're a night of cocaine waiting to happen. They're either <laughs> going to be the funnest, most amazing team that you watch, and you will have so much fun watching them, or you're going to be crashing down the earth, and you're going to hate your life the entire fucking time. There is no are indec- tell us a lot.
1: The playoffs are going to tell us a lot. You they know? really when are. Man. It, whatever happens in weird NFL seasons, like the playoffs, or when you know when the when the buck stops, when like, the chips are down, for whatever other fucking generic sports terminology you want to use, like you're going to see who's actually good and who isn't. And I don't know if we're going to figure that out in the regular season. Yeah. Wait, I know. have to say
0: this has been the hardest. Listen, we won't even be doing it two years. So, like compared <laughs> to last year,
1: of all the years, we've been. <laughs> this, this has
0: been the weirdest power rankings of the year. Every fucking yeah, week, man. I, like. I just look at these teams, and I'm like, honestly, I could just throw all ten of these teams out of darkboard and rank them in any way, and people would be like, "That's oh, why, like the that's why the yeah. arguments have
1: died down." Like, I feel like we've we always There's, used to argue about the you power. you can't rank, argue anymore because like, like I don't whatever. know, whatever. I'm like, I don't know either. So,
0: <laughs> like know, you fucking man. tell me.
1: The last it's like three crazy. or four weeks, like you said at the beginning, like the last like three or four weeks, I have looked at the power rankings and been like, sure,
0: yeah, why you not? Know, it makes no fucking sense anymore. <laughs> I don't envy you doing them. The NFL was drunk then. the entire 21 season. And you can't even blame COVID anymore. The NFL is just well, fucking it's like drunk. COVID, it's like COVID hangover year, right? Yeah. Um, so that, that's good for football. Before we get to the Patriots, I'm about to piss my pants. Miles,
1: are you ready to record our promo for season two of the One to Bet podcast?
0: David, have you ever seen a grown man
1: naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that season two starts August 18th.
0: cast.